This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome everyone to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Woody. I am Sarah. And this is your AEW Rampage review for February 4th, 2022. As we always say, Rampage is an hour of adrenaline. It's, mm. it's match, 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 action, action, action. And this was uh, did not disappoint in that category for awesome matches that were entertaining from beginning to end. Want to talk about it, but before we talk about it, I want to remind everybody to check out all of our content, our Dynamite and Rampage reviews, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Also, please give us a follow on um, Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. And also, please give us a follow on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast at. And if you enjoy the show, give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. And also, please don't forget to hit the notification bell on Twitter so you can be notified of all the stuff we put out. Uh, so, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready to talk some Rampage? Let's go! Uh, the first match was Adam Cole bye bye getting the victory over Evil Uno with the boom the boom and then he had some words these he are did. some these are some of those specific words i have traveled the globe for years i have won world championships after world championship for years and at the end of the day Adam Cole always ends up becoming the guy. No matter the company, the promotion, the brand, Adam Cole, baby, always ends up running the show. There is something else I want, and I don't care who has it. Everyone at the end of the day craves certainty, and there is one thing that is certain. I will become AEW World Champion. I, I think that last line is exactly what everyone's been wanting to hear uh, since Adam Cole came into AEW. Yeah. Wanting to hear him declare himself not eligible, but that he's focused, laser focused on that. So here we go. Yeah, I am so excited. Um, We're we going to get that, that Adam, Adam meeting. And. Um, <laughs> And also, like, obviously on Dynamite, you know, Brian and Mox were talking. Well, Mox wasn't really talking, but <laughs> Brian was talking and Mox was sort of like, yeah, all right, mm. um, at him about, like, obviously, like, them kind of, oh, so excited. I, yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. It's, it's, so, I mean, I'm excited. I feel like I don't want this to take away from, Adam Page and Lance Archer because that match is going to be great. But oh yeah, I, I feel like we're just like okay, let's get that done. 
Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a fun match. Yeah. Adam Cole coming out of that thing bloody and battered, but yep. better. And let's get going with Adam Cole and Adam Page because there is so much mm, material God. for them There's to work so with. So much you can go through. Yes. So here we go. And he is the number one contender because yep. as we, as he said and we've said and everybody else has said, uh, he never technically lost a match even though he lost yep. on casting. Yeah. So. Yeah, 100%. And like, could you imagine like, Kenny Omega coming back and Adam Cole's like they're trying to get the championship. Oh. Man, when, when Kenny comes back, it's something I think a lot of people do forget about. Um, not not that anybody's forget about Kenny. Don't um, forget about Kenny. No, you can't forget about him. Uh, but yeah, that his return, um, it's set up to be uh, such a big baby face return, which is so weird can, did, because of how Kenny left and how Kenny's yeah. run was. But it, it, with Adam Cole, uh, it's 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 kind of positioning Kenny, I think, to be a baby face in this. Um, so we'll see. It's it's gonna be fun. Gosh, so mm. much, so much. This is what AEW excels at. Is yeah. this, this long long term and multiple storylines with multiple branches that yeah you you can see it could go any of these branches or all of them. It could possibly take all yeah. these paths at some point. So. Such good stuff. I get excited. Yeah. All right. Uh, TNT title match. Uh, TNT champion, (laughs) the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara, successfully defending the title against private parties, Isaiah Cassidy, a member of the AHFO. And uh, he, Sammy got the victory with the GTH. uh, And it was was a fun match. I think it was a great show. For Sammy, and but it was a good singles match for Isaiah Cassidy too. Yep. Um, but afterwards, we had Andrade who had come out during the match, and he was Sammy was kind of cornered. He it was like a four on one, five on one. I'm, I don't yeah. know how many people were out there, and he was by himself. And interestingly, Jericho was on commentary, mm-hmm. and I don't think this was by accident because we have an inner circle meeting coming up on Dynamite. Yeah. But Jericho never left the commentary. Desk. He said he was going to. He stood up. He stood up. Like, I'm going to go. But he didn't. Uh, Darby ran out uh, to, to make the save. Got in Andrade's face a little bit. Ooh, here, here we go. They, 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 they clear the me? ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they clear the ring. And then Darby turns his attention to Sammy and the TNT title, which was an interesting little twist. Uh, mm. Darby might, might want to. Not want to return to being TNT champion. Um, yeah. So, what did you think about how this whole thing went down? I just loved it. Um, I love the fact that Andrade was literally like at Marty going, "Well, why is he not winning?" Like Marty's like, uh, "Come on, Isaiah, like, get up!" <laughs> I think then Isaiah went on to Twitter saying Marty's not returning his calls. Uh, so I just huh. I love the whole like, you know, Daddy's not happy with Isaiah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, like the whole Jericho, like, oh, I'm going to go help Sammy and like didn't do anything. And the whole Derby thing, like, like pillar helping pillar. But mm-hmm. you've got to admit, you'd love to see them two back at it. Because they, the like, the last match they had at Revolution, like, was yes. like ages ago now. Yeah. But, oh my God. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I just, I just want that. 
And that's in. maybe where like Andrade's like, oh, I can get the TNT championship that way. <laughs> yeah. It's but to the inner circle part, the um yeah, the lack of Jericho's help, um, I think will probably play a part in that inner circle meeting because yeah. if if Jericho, which is obvious he's going full hill, if he if he does this, you know, how much look what look what I've done for all of y'all, look what I've done for yeah. Santana Ortiz. And now it gives Sammy a, a very recent incident where he can go, yeah, but dude, yeah, if you got my back this whole yeah. time, I won the title without you, and you never, you yeah. never even came in. You were right there. You were right there. Yeah, you, did, you didn't get up when I was four to one in the ring. So yeah, eh, don't come up with that. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. this was done because of that. We'll hear about this on Wednesday. This will be brought up. Oh yeah, I like it. I um. Like it. Then QT Marshall was, he's tired of Hook. He, he's tired of Hook doing Hook He's the things. only one. He's, yeah, I know. He's, he's tired of Hook being sent, so he's going to send somebody himself. He's sending one of his protégés, one of his trainees to go for Hook, which I think is probably a bad idea. I mean, why just sending people that you're training to the slaughter? Like, it's not fair. <laughs> that's just, that's cruel and unusual punishment. Um you're gonna lose trainees that way, QT. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you like the people wanting to train with you is gonna go down fast. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta face Hook. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna out. go. I'm gonna go train with Cody. Burn. <laughs> um. All right. So then Tony Schiavone was interviewing Chris Statlander backstage, and Layla Hirsch was having none of it. Apparently, Layla Hirsch has been hanging out with Sean Spears and borrowed one of his chairs, and she was swinging it like Sean Spears. Cracked Chris Statlander with it and uh, left her in some pain. Now, um, Rev did come in to to help her, uh, to help run Layla Hirsch off, but but I think the damage was done with that chair. Layla Hirsch, as a heel, is awesome. I I love it. I absolutely love it. She's so good at, like... I don't know, it's like the woman that is, you know, like not typically um, a wrestler, like kind of like, well, the whole thing is like when she first came in, like someone gave her steps. The whole yeah. thing is like, don't underestimate people. And mm. she's legit scary. Um, so, yeah, I am. I'm all for Layla Hirsch being here because it's just so good. Yeah, and, and the her her size has been brought up several times, and I wasn't sure if if I like that on commentary because you you I know Jr. has done it a few times, but I I almost think that that in this case it kind of helps that because yeah. she's she's super brutal and really aggressive, and it, it almost accentuates like you know. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look. You, you can't look don't at somebody's. Yeah, exactly. You can't look at somebody's size and think I can, I can, I can handle them pretty easily because yeah. she's now setting the tone that no size doesn't matter that I will, uh, I'll annihilate you regardless yeah. of how much taller you are than I am. Cause it doesn't matter. I, I, I'm the equalizer yeah. and that's what she's becoming right yeah. now. So, um, good stuff. Good stuff. Love it. Team Taz. 
<laughs> Team Taz. Team Taz. Team Taz. Let's uh, make this happen. Um, then we finally got the match between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez making her singles debut for AEW. Been waiting for this for a while. Did not disappoint. Uh, this was a great match between it, between them. Thunder Rosa, though, picked up the victory via DQ. Dun, dun, dun. Which is super rare in AEW. The DQ came at the end of a pipe that Mercedes <laughs> Martinez pulled out from under the ring. He, she planted that pipe onto Thunder Rosa's head and uh, apparently thought she had gotten the job done. This led to a backstage segment where she was being interviewed and um, she said that she had come here to do one thing and that was to take Thunder Rosa out and that's what she did. But somebody wasn't happy about that. That somebody was Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. And that's when we found out that she, Britt Baker, is the one who brought Mercedes Martinez into AEW and she said she did not bring her in here to take Thunder Rosa out that way. That she's supposed to get victories over Thunder Rosa. Not lose by DQ. So she wants Mercedes to get the job done. Um, in this, Mercedes was obviously not happy with Rip Baker's tone. No. Nope. And, and I love that Jamie Hayter was not happy with the way Mercedes Martinez was looking at Baker because they got face-to-face uh, during this also as Rip Baker was walking off. But a great storytelling piece. This was awesome for the women's division. Yeah. This... Uh, friction that happened here. It just this you pulled a little thread, and all these things came unraveled, and you start seeing things. And I want to point out that I think it was Dog eighty eight on one of our Q and yep. and I hope I get that correct. That mentioned this that, that they thought that Britt Baker was the one who had actually hired Mar- Mercedes Martinez mm. and not Jade Cargill. Yeah, You're correct. You win. Ding 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 ding. ding. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, good call. I, I, yeah, I love this. I mean. Mercedes Martinez looks like she could legitimately like really hurt you as well. Um, I love the fact that I was watching it with my husband, and like when she got the pipe out, he went, "Who just leaves a pipe around a wrestling ring?" She probably planted it there. Um, (laughs) You know, think about it. Um, But no, this was brilliant, and like like you say, like DQs are really rare in AEW. Yeah. So when it happens, it actually like means something. so yeah, this I I enjoyed this. I did want to actually see a finish, but the DQ makes sense, so I'm not annoyed at it. Um, but yeah, this was yeah. this was fun. Yeah, and and it was and it made a lot of sense for Britt Baker to not be happy with Mercedes Martinez because it's it's it was obvious without being said word for word that Baker wants her to defeat Thunder Rosa so that she can't climb those rankings. She can't yeah. be up there as a high enough ranked person to challenge Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important for Baker for her not to just have Thunder Rosa attacked or hit with a pipe or whatever. But technically, I guess she could be injured and taken out. But she wants her to put losses on Thunder yeah. Rosa's record to keep her from getting there. So I love that detail. That's yeah. why she's there. And it also proves that Britt actually fears... Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. um, getting a chance at the title because yep. she knows that <clears throat> you know kind of in like a legit match Thunder Rosa could you know yep. yeah 
she she thinks she because she beat her in the lights out match. Yeah, I mean you know that's that's forgotten, but she she did. Uh, but I, this this segment is something that was segments like these are so brilliant. This whole thing backstage was this. There was more detail and thought put into this than I've seen put into a lot of the women's stuff. And yeah. even a lot more than a lot of the men's stuff that I've seen recently, which yeah. is so good because there's so much that could happen from this. We, we've set up that future match now, a real, like you, the beginnings of the feud, the real, real feud between Britt yeah. Baker and Thunder Rosa. You also set up a thing between Mercedes Martinez and Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now, we still have Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez, which is was the focus of it right now. Yeah. Because that match is going to happen again. That could happen. Now you, you look at it, is that going to happen at Revolution? We have another Britt Baker title defense with somebody else at Revolution and set up Thunder Rosa for later. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, I mean, there's so many ways this can go and I yeah. love that. Uh, so I just, I love, I love this, this, this wheel that got spinning on this yeah. this episode of Rampage. I think this is just perfect. This is so exciting for the women's division because this it's is what we've been asking as well. for. It's like, yes. it's like things are starting to actually, you know, happen and take shape. Mm-hmm. And look, we all know it's long overdue, but I think as like people that are watching the product, we now need to get behind it and actually support these matches segments and make sure the numbers relate to us anticipating the crowds that are there need to get into it and you know kind of put the last like you know three years kind of towards the back of your mind and just Mm -hmm. focus on what is happening with it now yep and you that segment was what like 30 seconds probably yeah you know maybe a minute think of how much story got told talking about maximizing yeah maximizing the time that you have how much they got done in like 30 seconds uh-huh. i've watched an hour of wrestling and and not didn't have that much story progression and and mm-hmm. and, and that amount of time so yeah i love it that's maximizing minutes yeah. perfect um all right main event time mm-hmm. what a main event Ugh. these two guys can dance it was uh, absolute Ricky Starks successfully defending the FTW championship against Jay Lethal. And one of the the coolest finishes I've seen to a match in a while, one of the coolest uh, counters, as Jay Lethal was going for the lethal injection cutter, springboarded off the ropes right into Ricky Starks, catching him with the Rochambeau. What a finish to this oh, match! Beautiful. I jumped off my couch with that counter. It was just yeah, ah, so perfect, so perfect. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but such a great showing for Ricky and such a great showing for Jay Lethal too. They oh, don't, yeah. th- they do not disappoint. I mean, this just means that we need more Ricky on TV. As far as I'm concerned, um, I don't hundred percent understand why he's not being wrestling. I mean, I guess. I don't know. There's yeah. something that we don't know or, you know, something that TK's not felt, you know, that there was time to push him or anything, but I really, 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 really need Ricky Starks pushed in 2022. Um, he is absolutely a magnetic person to watch. Um, his in-ring style, his personality in the ring, his facial expressions in the ring, just everything about him just screams pay attention. 
and you can't help but not. And I mean, like the whole like he looks great with like hobs with him, and I, I don't know. It's just I just want more from this like whole team Taz thing. Yeah. I really need more of it, and I know like the roster is really big now, and you can only do so much, etc. But I mean, you've got so much talent in Ricky Starks. Use it, please use it, because I would hate for him his contract whenever it's up to come up and he leaves because I think that will be a massive loss. Ooh. Yeah, come on, you can't let him walk. No, you can't. No, it's. I agree. I think this year is the year of absolute Ricky Starks. This is by the end of this year, we're really going to be, I think I've said it on one of the Q and A's. He was one of my breakout star for this, mm. this year. Um, that I think a lot more people in the wrestling world, a lot of people are already talking about Ricky Starks, but I think he's going to be viewed in a whole different light by the end of this year. And um, you've got to admit exciting. as well, his entrance music is one ah. of the best entrance themes in all of wrestling, yeah. past, present, and future, I am sorry. And there's it, a lot it, of good competition in yes, AEW. It it's really suits him as well. Like, I have never seen music suit somebody so much as yeah. that suiting him. It's amazing. And he has so much fun uh, oh. interacting with the song all the way down and yeah. on the turnbuckle. He, also, he plays can it we just, just take a note of the fact that um, Chris Jericho said something about Will Hobbs' coat? And she goes, it's actually Mink. <laughs> I, ju- oh, I just literally went, ah, I love it. <laughs> so good. Let's talk about Team Tash for just a second. Okay. It was, it, it feels like it was just yesterday that people were really down Team Taz and really were, were looking at Team Taz as um, it's a low card mm. um, faction to where you didn't really. Um, they weren't as cool as they were when it started. It's like they're, they're feel like Team Taz is being jobbed to people. I know, uh, CM Punk ran through them, you know, during that whole yeah. the thing. So it was just like they were just being fed to people and they weren't really, they, they didn't really have a, it felt like they, they didn't have a footing really. It's like, okay, what, what is Team Taz? Why should I really mm. care about them? But all of a sudden, Team Taz. Are they the hottest faction in AEW right now? Well, the Pinnacle don't seem to technically exist all the time. Yeah. Inner Circle is falling apart. Yeah. The AHFO or whatever they want to call themselves is just a mix of letters that I don't think anyone could say fast. <laughs> I can't I mean, say it's slow. I mean, we've got the Dark Order, but they're just phenomenal. Yeah. All the time. I, I generally think Team Taz is one of those it's... a bit like Taz himself where you you know they exist and you know they're really good but you'll only realise how good they were like in yeah. years and years to come when you yeah. look back at it I just feel like and that's speaking from my perspective well said by the way of, of breaking down every, every other faction um, but there are it's like I blinked and then Wait a minute, Team Taz is really, really cool now. Like, I mean, not that they were uncool before. Mm. It's like now, it's like they got this edge. I mean, and, and a lot of it has to do with Hook. I mean, Hook is this phenomenon that's come out um, mm. that's just really coming into his own now. And there's a there's a groundswell around Hook. 
But now you, you, I think more people are taking notice of Ricky Starks. Hobbs is just doing Hobbs stuff. Oh, with I love show. him. He's just such a presence and a force in the ring. But even when he doesn't wrestle, he's is creating this character it's for him. Like you know, whether it's the fur coat stuff and all that, it, it makes me almost wish that Dante Martin had stayed with Team Taz. Mm. Like, I just think there's something there where I'm like, oh, I think, you know, back when we when he when he went with him, we were like, what? Wait, yeah. what? What? I kind of think that was the right decision, Dante. I think you should stay with yeah. Team Taz. You should have stayed on the Taz with Team Taz is, and obviously, I'm I'm not bashing anybody, but since Brian Cage hasn't been involved, true, it does feel a true. lot more like an actual functional faction rather than just yeah a vehicle around one guy. That and that's a good point, and not bashing. No, not bashing no, no, not at all. I don't even all. know what the situation is, so I can't yeah. say anything. But it's a good point, though. I don't. I'm not sure if there was a dynamic that threw things off because sometimes you know. People just don't mesh well, and it kind of yeah. throws People off a personalities. whole a whole vibe there. So you're right. That's a it's a that's a good point. Uh, but they just I think I think they're the best faction in AEW right now. I love uh, them. I think they're great. So that's awesome. Um, and they've got Ricky Stars, Hobbs, and Hook, so they're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so all you Team Taz haters out there, you better uh, better get your t-shirts and switch mm. sides now. Um, could right. you imagine Hobbs, Hook, and Starks having a uh, trio title? Trios, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like like the whole thing of like their personalities and their arrogance and the confidence with them titles. Because it's so because they kind of present it so differently. Like Ricky Starks is outwardly confident, outwardly like <clears throat> loud and like you know. Yeah. Very real presence. Hobbs is kind of like that kind of like little menacing like shadow that you know if you annoy him, you're just dead. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Hook that's just like just like this kid like should not even be anywhere near wrestling because he's way too cool. Yes. But he's just like a little little taz that's just gonna wreck you. And yeah. they they all have the confidence and the bravado, but all in varying ways, and it just works. Absolutely. It's all clicking right now. Mm-hmm. Team Taz. Uh, and this show, definitely everything was clicking on this show. It was a, oh, yeah. such an easy watch. If, if it really was. And I'm not telling you what shows to watch, but if you're not watching Rampage, give it a shot. It's it's an hour, and it's so easy to watch. It's, it's so nice easy. Cleanse for me on a Saturday. Yeah, because I like wake up, and if my husband's <clears> home, I get breakfast, and then I just relax in like my comfies, watch an hour of <clears> you know rampage, and then we do something else together. But that is like my hour of mm-hmm. my Saturday, and nobody to interrupt it. And there was there was something else that didn't happen on the show, and we're going to talk about it more on the Q and A, which are, well, the Q and A will be out tomorrow. Um, but there, um, there was a Tony Khan tweet. Yeah, <laughs> he got the internet. He got the the Twitterverse stirring up uh, that night, and it was because there is going to be a free agent coming into AEW this Wednesday. They're going to be facing Isaac coming through that forbidden door. There are a lot of discussions about what forbidden door means now. But you know, all that aside, 
it means we're going to have somebody new in AEW come Wednesday, and that's exciting. It's always exciting. They're going to be facing Isaiah Cassidy in a qualifying match for the Face of the Revolution mm. ladder match, which will take yeah. place at Revolution. Uh, who I can't could wait it be? to talk about this because who could it be? I have my theories. I yeah. know the people have the theories. But what I wanted to say is, is AEW the biggest recruiter in America right now? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> because like, the job market must have just soared. And like unemployment is just like down completely because everybody's AEW apparently. <laughs> also, also, certain people on Twitter want you to I uh, know. I know. <laughs> Uh, it's it, it it feels like it, as soon as as soon as one uh, excitement for one new signing dies down, like we got somebody new coming in or possibilities. And I don't even in. think like the excitement for all the people that have come in has died down either. No, no, no. I get it's on different levels. Yes. Depending on you know they one who's in a ring. Yes. You know and stuff, but I don't think anything's died down. I don't understand why people are like, oh. Yeah. People aren't that hot on Adam Cole anymore. Are you kidding me? I know. This Have is you a good heard point. the crowd? <laughs> because a lot of the arguments you hear is like, oh, they're just going to sign somebody and then they're going to they're gonna be on dark like in a couple of weeks. of the month. And, uh, yeah. but, but if that's the case, what about Brian Danielson? What about yeah. Adam Cole? Because they're not any less no. important now, not any less exciting. Now, you can point to, to people like Jay Lethal. You have a point, too. But they're getting. He was just in a title match, like just yeah. like just now in a title match. Is he winning a ton of matches right now on Dynamite and Rampage? No, but he's still being used. He, they're not forgotten, and you can't focus on everybody. And all also the time. with the Jay Lethal thing, because of his experience and everything else, yes, he's yeah. probably being used kind of as well in the back for like all like obviously he's going to be like with Dante Martin and like you know helping mm-hmm, him and everything. Mm-hmm. So he probably has a role that we're not very aware about because it's not on TV. Yeah. But I think if he wasn't happy, TK has said that if people want to go, they can go. Mm-hmm. So I think you've got to look at that. If someone's not happy, I think they would say something. Yeah, just they're not my just, personal opinion. They're not just going to hang on to somebody and not use them. No. Ali. <laughs> not going to do that. So there you go. Here's exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, we hope you enjoyed this Rampage review. Uh, we definitely enjoyed doing it. Um, thank y'all for listening. But before you go, don't forget to give us a follow on the Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye-bye. Wait, wait, wait. We got to face Hook? Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to go train with Cody.